listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And today we have our resident child psychologist, Katjana Asman, with us. And we're talking about private spaces and kids. Katjana, at home, you know, parents may practice a no lock door policy where kids can close their bedroom doors but never lock it. What's your take on this policy? I'm actually not against the no lock door policy. I do believe that children should be entitled to privacy. However, I am also one to kind of err on the side of caution. And so I do feel that parents are responsible and they are duty bound uh, to ensure that uh, children are safe within their bedrooms. Um, and, you know, as they get older, that they are acting responsibly. And so I think that um, practicing the no lock door policy allows children to be able to have that sense of privacy. But at the same time, Mums and dads do know that in the unfortunate event that the child is ill or there is something that we need to be concerned about, um, that mums and dads can get to their children um, without um, any, you know, any major hindrance. And so I think that it is a really good sort of intermediary. Um, of course, I still would advocate for parents that just because your child has their door unlocked, you should still practice knocking uh, and asking, for example, if they're decent, um, if it's okay for them to come in, um, because that shows a sign, uh, shows your kids a sign of respect, that you respect their space and that you respect their sense of privacy and that the not locking a door thing is more out of making sure that they're safe and making sure that moms and dads can get to them, like I said, and not because you are, you know, doubting them or that you are um, more kind of like that you don't trust them um, because that is ultimately the thing that they are going to be thinking that the ability to not lock their door is truly about so i'm not against it i think that it's great um i think that it really sort of uh teaches kids the importance of privacy um but at the same time you know it helps moms and dads feel secure that they can get to their kids when they need to when it comes to defining these private spaces between family members tell us more about how how do we do that katiana how families choose to um, define private spaces really depends on the structure of the family home um, because not all families will have the luxury of having every individual with their own room or their own space. So I think it really kind of boils down to um, setting some ground rules with regards to how you're going to divvy up the space. So if you have you know, one room per individual, very simple, like I said before, ground rules of this is kind of your private space and you know, there's whoever who comes in needs to knock before they do even if the door is unlocked, um, you know, and of course, no go, no snooping around everybody's stuff when the person is not there, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So just kind of like uh, coming up with a way to kind of set these boundaries so that people know that that's kind of where they can have their, their private space and also kind of have their alone time if they need to. Um, if you don't have the luxury of having individual rooms for everybody, then it could even be communal spaces that work from a specific time to a specific time. So if say mom and dad is working from home or kids are doing their homework from a certain window to a certain window that space can be their private space at which point anybody who's passing through or anybody who would like to use that space would need to kind of afford the individual who's there with the same type of allowances they would if they had um, a, a room of their own so it really kind of boils down to how you reinforce that sense of privacy um, and the rooms and stuff I feel is really subjective. Katjana, how can parents make sure our kids get and also give appropriate privacy at home? 
you know, with everything when it comes to parenting, I believe that when we approach the topic of privacy, kids will react to it or will interact with this with that concept of privacy very much in the way that mums and dads would right so like I said you know I'm all up for a no lockdown policy but I do feel that mums and dads shouldn't think that just because you have a young child or just because you have a child um, that you should be able to go through their personal belongings and kind of like make them feel like they're being patrolled or policed so you know like I said you want to be able to knock on their door make sure that they feel safe and secure and having you come into the room of course if you're concerned for their safety or their health you are absolutely required to kind of still go in regardless but I think it's about teaching those kids that privacy is something that you do respect and so as a result they are going to treat you with the same type of respect when it comes to your sense of privacy and if, it, if you have multiple kids at home which is often a problem in this case where you have lots of kids and often younger siblings want to get into the older sibling space and vice versa and then there's often conflicts then it's about kind of educating your children that as much as they would be properly upset if their privacies were violated that's how the other sibling would feel or it or does feel when they act that way and therefore that sibling is not going to feel inclined to respect this particular child's privacy if they continue to act that way so it's kind of just educating everybody about how privacy is something that you don't just uh, earn. It's something that you have to kind of show as well in order to encourage the people around you to um, act uh, in kind. So it really kind of boils down to parents and parents ensuring that they model that behavior in the right way. Because like I said, I've just seen a lot of cases where parents are really, really big on um, insisting on privacy when it comes to, you know, the older children or themselves, um, but then they don't kind of practice it. And so they kind of, um, constantly making kids feel that part of the privilege, if you will, of privacy is that mom and dad can kind of barge in and snoop around and kind of make sure that they're not doing anything that they shouldn't. I think that that type of monitoring can be done in a less confrontational way because kids, especially teenagers, uh, really, really shut down when they start to feel like mom and dad are constantly waiting to find them having done something wrong or waiting to catch them in a lie or waiting to, you know, and then I think that that's something that parents can't help themselves you know they feel like they have to uh, snoop in order to find out what's going on in their children's lives um, and like I said I think that there's a less invasive way with which you can do that with your children feeling like you know their their privacy is is respected because what we do know is that kids are also more likely to open up to their parents if they feel that their parents are not going to kind of be snooping around I guess if you will so I think that that's something that you know we we really need to be aware of is that if we're modeling that behavior if we're showing kids how to be respectful of privacy they're more likely going to um, give it in return. Katina how would like the lack of privacy and personal space impact our kids as they grow up? I think it's as simple as asking ourselves how we would feel as adults if we didn't have any privacy um, or any personal space or a safe space um, in our daily lives. I think that it robs us of a place where we can actually decompress and kind of process the things that might be going on in our lives. Um, and I think it also makes us feel like we're constantly on display. Um, and I know a lot of parents do not want their children feeling this way. It's never at all their intention. But I think that, you know, everybody 
everybody kind of has a moment where you've had a really difficult day at school or a really difficult day at work or you kind of feel like you have to keep up appearances because you have roles that you have to fulfill and you don't want to hurt people because you know with with your facial expressions or your your temperament when you've had a difficult day all of us kind of wear masks and hats and things like that when we're interacting with the world around us and I think that our personal space is where we really kind of shed those burdens and kind of take a breath and recharge before the next day and so I really don't see privacy as sort of this very like dark and scary and secretive thing that I know a lot of parents kind of are afraid of so I think that if we don't give our kids that space um, they would feel equally as stressed as what we would feel if we didn't have that that, that environment but at the same time I feel that not teaching kids about privacy also teaches them that there's no such thing as boundaries um, and that becomes a real problem as they age in, in the way that either they do not feel that they deserve boundaries or they don't recognize the boundaries of other people because privacy could very well be one of the first types of boundaries that we educate children on right um, and so I think that this could then very easily snowball into the types of boundaries that we interact with in our daily lives whether it is rules and regulations or if it's just sort of your personal you know morals and ethical code and people violating them and learning how to say no like there's all these other types of boundaries that we are going to interact with as we get older and I feel like privacy is sort of one of those things that we kind of one of the first few things that kids would be exposed to when it comes to uh, that the concept or the or the notion of boundaries so I think that not having that be something that kids recognize they're entitled to even at a young age will kind of make their relationship with boundaries pretty tenuous as they get older so I think that yeah in addition to the impact of not having a space where you can decompress and kind of have your own and you can kind of shed all your the weights of the world that you carry around with you you know to rest as well I think it also kind of has an impact with regards to yeah your relationship with boundaries as you get older super important topic actually to think mm. about I had a friend who grew up in a family where they had no closed doors like everything was completely open right. they were you know living in Europe and it was very interesting as an adult how my friend he just didn't understand what was wrong with sort of walking in and out of everybody's oh. room, everybody's bathroom, talking to you when you needed to use the loo, right. you know, all of those kinds of things. Or he'd stand outside the door and have a conversation because oh. he just never grew up in a household like that. Everything was open. So, yeah, boundaries work yeah. Um, in, in both extremes, I suppose. Thank you so much, Katiana. You can listen to our Growing Pain sessions again on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K. Okay.